I actually thought that's what you were supposed to do. <clears throat> like, even if you eat healthy, I remember hearing somewhere that you don't, you can't ever get everything. You gotta supplement with vitamins. Interesting. Okay. Multivitamin? Multivitamin user. <laughs> <laughs> this is me though, Lisa, but the reason why, and I know that you said something about oh, this whole surgery thing, but I did. I had weight loss surgery and my body, quote unquote, doesn't get all of the right. vitamins. So yeah, that's why I take, I had the gastric sleeve. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's why I do. Because okay. I experienced vitamin deficiency, and I, I swear I was eating and drinking everything that I needed oh, yeah. to. Now, that's the only reason. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And the way, you, way your body absorbs things are different. Some right. weight loss surgeries, you have to be on supplements for the rest of your life. Right. Just because the absorption is different now. Right. Your stomach gets much smaller. Right. And some of us, we get the weight loss surgery, our stomach is now smaller, and we want to use a little more we have to eat things that we love. Right. right? So now we get full quick off of you know, oh, two fries and two bites of a burger, but we're not eating the nutrients because we're like, oh, what is what stomach going to have? Um, <laughs> and it goes up, so you, you're smaller, but you're now nutrient deficiency. No. Nutritional deficiency. Yes? Yes, ma'am. I'm not a multivitamin user, but I know people who are. Yes. But their doctor recommended it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not knocking that. Um, but here's the thing. Number one, part of the reason some of these things are recommended is because, and I'm going to play an interesting, interesting clip today for you guys. Many doctors and healthcare providers don't have faith in us to do what we're supposed, supposed to do. To do. Mm -hmm. So they say, oh, you're pre-diabetic, you're pre-hypertensive, you have extra weight on your body, here's a peel powder post in a procedure. <laughs> but we don't start with the food, right? Mm -hmm. For a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's their own self-interest. Sometimes it's just their biases against the melanin in your skin. Mm. Other times it's just that they never, they don't know nutrition. And they are pharmacists in their own right. It's not always hey, intentional. Hey. It's not always spirited. Hey, it's just like the default hey. answer is you need to get on this medication and bring that down right away. Right? And, th and you're here so that you can then have a counter argument. Does that make sense? Mm. You have to have a counter argument. The peel powder potion procedure is not the first answer. Make sense? Uh, because that, yes, because that is going to then introduce quite possibly other ailments to your body. Like I, I don't know if I told you guys the story last time about my client who had acid reflux. She's taking an acid reflux medication. Now she's deficient in calcium. Now she has osteoporosis. Uh, right? Because a lot of the medications we take disrupt other systems in our body. And there's no way to rectify that deficiency until the medication is gone. They say, Lisa, what can I take this? Because I, since I've been taking this, um, it's been messing up my kidneys. But even though my blood pressure's down, my kidneys jacked up. So what can I take for that? I'm like, literally nothing. I can't tell you. The medication has to go. The pharmaceutical has to go. Which means you now need to do what you need to do to get your blood pressure down the right way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I have one more comment. So I was about to say something. Yes, ma'am. I saw on a few, like, about two or three different documentaries that doctors actually when they go to medical school only receive, like, it said, like, maybe five to 20 hours um, of nutrition. That's generous, zero most. Yeah, <laughs> it went from the smallest to, like, the yeah. extreme, but it was saying that they don't have a, a, ba a background in it, so they don't know how to refer nutrition and mm. uh, knowledge to you because they don't have a, 
Yeah, right, because the um, curriculum at med schools was manipulated by the Bayer industry, you know, Bayer Asthma. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think it was the Rockefeller, so what's the other big one? Big family, railroad people. One of those, the billion, the billion dollar family, they collaborated to manipulate the curriculum in the medical schools, medical schools, medical schools used to have holistic uh, teachings. Mm. But then when the medical <clears throat> industry or the pharmaceutical industry got involved, they said, no, we need to change this. And so they outlawed it and switched the curriculum. And now in you know, medical schools, they don't learn nutrition. They literally learn pharmaceuticals, mm. right, for that reason. And so a lot of times these people are coming out thinking, oh, no, this is the way you do it. In December, I spoke at Wayne State Medical School, and my audience was made of second and third year medical students. And I'm sitting here telling them how they can use plant-based nutrition to reverse and rectify mental illness. And they did, I saw these little kids, and it was only one melanated person. Mm. And so I would say something, and this little kid right in the front row going to whip out his phone and Google it. I'm like, I just done told you. I just done told you. <laughs> right? That the majority of serotonin in your body is made in your gut, not your brain. Mm. Yeah. Right. Because the fact that they were now bringing somebody in in medical school to say how nutrition can shift things is huge too. Yeah. Right. So I'm gonna show up wherever I need to show up and just plant at least one seed. Okay. They can go fact check all they want. Right. Right. When I told them the number one cause of Alzheimer's was sugar, can you tell us where you get your sources? Because I've never heard any of this. I said, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You can fact check me. I, I'm telling you, I'm educated. If somebody else who's standing up here that looks a little different, would you be raising your hand? Probably no, not. So true. Just go They tried. They tried. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna disrupt my lecture to prove to you that I'm right. right, right. I, somebody invited me here. Somebody believed well, that I was. I didn't roll in off the street. <laughs> 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 I'm still angry. <laughs> 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 Don't do that. Don't Absolutely. Do that. I am. I am. I am. That I'm not. Right? <laughs> We're not going to do that to people. So understand that for today, too. Okay. I don't want you to go out and assume things about these labels. Or if you have a friend who claims she's vegan and you see her eating a little piece of meat or piece of dairy, you're challenging. Like, oh, you might miss this. Don't you? Don't do that. Okay. They're still healthier than the average person. This is true. So let's leave the labels <clears throat> and the division at the door because we're all sitting here together. All right? And as you see, like Rhonda said, I drank as much water as I could drink. I changed it. Look, she's down nine pounds. You can do it making small changes. Oh, yeah. We're not monoliths. So it's not necessary to be 100% absolute. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So two things we're going to do. First, we're going to go over this pop quiz and see if y'all nailed it. 
Then I'm going to play a clip from a book I'm currently reading called Medical Apartheid. Who's read it? Medical Apartheid. Excellent, excellent read. However, if you get real angry or work with a lot of people who ain't melanated, I'm telling you right now, if you prone to violence, <laughs> Wait one second. I can't, I can't read it. I can't read it. Okay. If I had to work with them, I have to read some of that. It'd be a problem. Uh oh. So make sure you're in a space like you done did your meditation <laughs> and you're not ready to go. You know, you know, sometimes you watch those movies. You know how we get here. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you're with your people. All right, all right. Just <laughs> 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 a little bit angry. It's also on audible. I, I, that's where I listen to that on audible. Yeah. Audible. Audible. Yes. And then if anyone has it, then they can forward it to you and you can listen to it free. Yes. But if you're not a subscriber. Yes. Yeah. If you have Audible, check out Medical Apartheid. Catherine Woodward, I think that's the author. You said Catherine Woodward? Yeah, I think. I think that's her name. Uh, Black Woman. It's a really, really, really good read. Essentially about everything, all the reasons why I started the Black Health Academy is about the historical uh, disparities in the healthcare system against uh, African Americans is a powerful read, and you'll hear a bit of it right in, in a few minutes. So, let's see. So, this was a review from last class. We talked very in depth last time about water and the power of water. Um, how much water should you drink within 30 minutes of awakening? There's a debate between A and B. If A, they half read, Lisa. They half read. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So how much water? How much water? Who remembers the answer? She said, the spring, spring, water. Spring, water. spring water. Spring is the best. You Room temperature. expensive stuff. But then I'm going to say, well, is your diet alkaline? Because if you're going to pour 9.10 ounce alkaline water on <laughs> acidic diet, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, so don't spend all the big bucks on the water if you haven't cleaned up your diet. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so spring is the best. Yes, ma'am. Um, last time you mentioned drinking water at room temperature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. can, can you explain why? Well, uh, room temperature water is just better for your digestive system. Um, and I used to live in China, and that's one of the things we learned over there. They don't drink cold water at all. You go out to a restaurant, they're going to bring you hot water or room temperature. And so I started researching myself and then talking to the Chinese. And um, <laughs> that was the... Why are you always like, <laughs> 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 This is right here. And so room temperature is much better for your digestive system. And it's quicker to get in, too, especially I'm getting dull, dull. Oh, oh. Two as far as water is concerned. Just distill it okay? I don't know. I just want to know for one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I, I read a high level. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm not sure. Um, but I drink filter water. Actually, I have a Brita pitcher that I just fill up every day and get my gallon in. No, drink what you have access to. I don't want you to think you're not nailing it. Drink what you have access to, but if you want to know the best, it's spring. Okay. Absolutely. And I stopped eating my plastic bottle. Hey! <laughs> you did too. Yeah. Tell me what about. Yeah, mine is like it. 
is graduated according to the time to remind me, like, okay, at eight, at by nine, you had this much. But then, I'm a big water drinker anyway, but I wasn't consistent. That's what I was telling Lisa. Sometimes I would be dehydrated. It's like, oops, I forgot to drink my water, but I love water. But this just helps me remember, like, by my hour. Where you get it from? Uh-oh. Amazon. You already knew it. Yeah. So if you notice, guys, the goal here was to show yours again, a material Extreme glass. It hurts the glass. This is the material behind, as long as it's not plastic. Our goal is to get out Yes, it's glass. Good. Yes. I have been researching, and so what I found out was it's starting to steal. It's really 30 ounces, and this is, this is like 900 milliliters. That's not the best. Okay. Yeah. Once I'm done, I feel like I can get like two, three, four. I have to do it this way to get the benefit, but I always want to tell you the best. Purple's my favorite color, so I probably have to find that. My Well, oh, I, I use a, a picture. I don't buy 
bottle the of water. The filter. Could drink too much. Yes, it costs too much. So I bought a, a get a pure or Brita pitcher, mm -hmm. and you can fill it up with tap water, and it filters it. Yeah. And then you pour it into your sure. own water bottle. Okay. Right. Um, you can also, you know how some like stores like Whole Foods and stuff has the water dispensary. Mm -hmm. You can fill up your own bottles. That's a thing too. But it's just, I don't buy plastic because I don't believe in drinking out of plastic, but I also think it does too much damage to the environment. Yeah, it does. So yeah. I don't just, if you are doing plastic, please recycle. Yeah. Because um, it does, it's, it's really, really bad for the environment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if that's all you have right now, that's cool. Okay. Any more water questions before we move on? Yeah, just one. Recently, I've been who tapping into the tree getting water? Yeah, but it's it. You said it's in. It's a glass gallon bottle, and the maple trees. Yeah, it's in the Y'all Googled it, I know. I told them no Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just from that, they yeah. Absolutely right. It's the fear of doctors. Oh, it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I never had heard of the medical terminology, but when I was going through my health scare, they would call it white folks syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so when yeah. I would go there, my blood pressure was Mm. Mm. And they kept on saying it's 
more than that is you got high blood pressure. I said, I've never had high blood pressure. It's when I come up here, y'all upset me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real thing. You know, yes. For good reason. You know, historically, we have been used for medical experimentation. Right? It's been believed that we can sustain more pain, that we have been moms, that we're uh, anatomically and intellectually inferior. So, Yes, absolutely. And there were, you know, white physicians in the 1800s who actually, Believe. like, wrote that down in medical journals. Like, this is what the Negro yeah. is. And compared, you know, like, as science, told it as, as science, right? And so a lot of their peers adopted those thought processes. And you can imagine how that impacted. And uh. then, you know, we weren't considered human. So we were used for experimentation. Let's see how, you know, we can make sure they don't give Valeria. Give them this and see what works. Give them this and see what works. Mm. So all these different experiments have been done on us historically, um, and now that's here we are, right, in, in 2019. So I'm gonna play this clip. Let me see if I can find, okay, I got my That's the next. So this clip that I'm gonna play from, from Medical Apartheid is um, from chapter three, and it's just a two minute clip um, talking about, well, this stuff is funny because I started writing the So, quick question. I'm yeah. trying to find that book now. I have two books that's coming up. One is Medical Apartheid and then Medical Apartheid Dark History. Which one are you referring to? It's a red cover. One of them is a red yeah, cover. They're both red. Like, no, this one. Oh, oh Harry in Washington is the author. Harry yes, Washington. You should have more. Harry Washington. Okay, this is the one that my mom is like. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, y'all ready? Mm -hmm. The volume turned all the way up. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, let me start. Most physicians of the day also believe that blacks have low intellectual capacities and were sexually promiscuous that diseases and fictions that made blacks attractive as experimental subjects. Multi-typic racists successfully promoted several necessary medical fictions that made so was Phineas Gage, a laborer who survived an industrial accident but suffered severe brain damage, which was assiduously recorded and tested by a long series of physicians. White subjects, however, enjoyed some legal protection and could leave when they wished, to the frustration of medical researchers. We have seen that scientific racists successfully promoted several necessary medical fictions that made blacks attractive as experimental subjects. Most physicians of the day also believe that blacks had low intellectual capacities and were sexually promiscuous, that diseases manifested differently in blacks, and that blacks could not be trusted to take medicine, follow treatment, or maintain basic standards of hygiene without white supervision. Ooh. Finally, physicians believed that blacks naturally harbored diseases, notably syphilis, that threatened the health of whites. Each of these common beliefs served as rationales for abusive medical experimentation. One of the most tenacious beliefs was that blacks did not feel pain or anxiety, mm. which excused painful surgical explorations without anesthesia on blacks. What? Dr. Charles White declared that blacks bear surgical operations much better than white people, 
And what would be the cause of insupportable pain for white men? A Negro would almost disregard. I have amputated the legs of many Negroes who have held the upper part of the limb themselves. And when Kentucky surgeon Ephraim McDowell wrote of gynecologic advances that were achieved by exquisitely painful surgeries, Dr. James Johnson, editor of the London Medical and Chirurgical Review, sneered. When we come to reflect that all the women operated upon in Kentucky, except one, were negresses, and that these people will bear anything with nearly, if not quite as much impunity as dogs and rabbits, our wonder is lessened. Politics in the So what you guys think? How have we seen this kind of play out in modern day? Have you experienced that with any of your healthcare providers? Mm -hmm. Indian doctors from West Indies was getting ready to do a company, was getting my mother ready to 
have a colonoscopy. And I told her, no, you're absolutely not going to do a colonoscopy on my mother. Mm -hmm. If she's 96 years old and never needed a colonoscopy, why would she need one? <coughs> I said, so if she made it this far, no, you're not going to do anything to her that we are not going to give you permission to absolutely. do. Absolutely. And we ended up having to call her general practitioner to come in, and he had to actually physically stop the doctor wow. from trying to prepare my mother for a colonoscopy. And I just said that they had to be God working because normally I wouldn't even have been at the hospital at that time of day, but something told me to go visit mom. Yeah. And I'm mm -hmm. glad I did. I am glad you did too. Because yeah. we have to be our own advocates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? So we're all sitting here, not just for ourselves, but for somebody who's in here. Right. Right? <coughs> even if you're nailing it, right? And you're like, I'm playing face, I do all this thing. Somebody you know isn't, and somebody needs this information. And you have to be quite confident. And your ability to talk back. Right. right. That wasn't a question. I'm telling you what's happening with me. Right. No, you're not going to give my mom back. Right? right? You have to be confident. Because we do put doctors on a pedestal. Right? Mm -hmm. We put people who have these labels and these titles and this education on a pedestal. And we probably all said it. What well, did you do what the doctor told you to do? Right. The doctor told you to take that medication. Why aren't you doing doctor's orders? They're not always wrong, but they're certainly not always right. So when you have a baseline of education, you can talk back confidently. Right? When you have a level of self-awareness about your body, you can talk back confidently. But if you're constantly pouring poison into your body and you don't know what triggers what, then you don't know. You're just going to believe what somebody else tells you about your body and your system. Right? Over here from somewhere. All I can say is my family's been blessed. She commented on She and I wrote. She and I Waiting to be seen by the doctor. You know? I just can't even comprehend that. Well, really what caught my attention was when Serena Williams mm -hmm. was having her baby. Mm -hmm. And she kept on telling the doctors something is wrong. She reacted something is wrong. They were making like she didn't know what she was talking mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. She didn't know what she was talking about. She never had a baby before. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but she kept on telling something is wrong, something is wrong. But I know either on B B E T or Inspire. They've got a group of women, black women together, mm -hmm. and they're talking more now about yes. know your body. Yes. Mm -hmm. When you go to the doctor, mm -hmm. tell the doctor everything. Yes. If you're not getting a positive response, get a second opinion. Mm -hmm. Actually, this is the same thing I tell people when they're hiring personal trainers, actually. I'm like, how did you choose your coach? Based on price? Nah. Mm -hmm. You have to dig deeper. You have to make sure that you have the right person on your board or personal board of directors to treat what you need. Right? Make sure if that doctor isn't working or isn't listening or I had somebody call me this week and said, Listen, do you know a black plant based doctor? Because mine said they ain't trying to hear all that. <laughs> so my doctor told me I don't believe in that plant based stuff. You need to choose somebody oh. who is at least willing to hear listen. Because if they don't believe that, how y'all gonna how we gonna work together? Because we co-workers in this. I'm not just taking orders from you. Right. Right? We're co-workers. And I'm the driver, you're the passenger. Right? So you have to be tuned in enough to make sure that I, I need to fire you and get with somebody else. I'm not coming back to you. Right? Right. Right here, real quick. How do you know, like, if you're already on a bunch of medications, how do you know when you should stop? I mean, because if the doctor says that. Right, right. So you need to start doing things that you should have been doing in the first place and then watch what your numbers do. So, for example, the exercise. Are you exercising? <clears throat> 
and then have you change your diet, right? Because I have a client right now, and she's like, my blood pressure is down, but I don't know if it's the meds or the way I'm eating, right? So you start, we're not going to take it out all at once, but we're going to reduce dosages. And see, does that blood pressure still stay down more if we reduce, we reduce, we reduce, right? And you, you should be able to confidently say, I'm drinking all my water, I've got rid of refined sugar, I don't do processed food, I've, I've treated all my addictions, remember those addictions to SOS? Mm -hmm. What is it? Sugar, salt, sugar, 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 oil, and sugar, salt. Sugar, oil, and salt. Right, so <laughs> I, I mastered my addictions to SOS, salt, oil, and sugar, right? And then you should be able to say, like, okay, I feel confident enough in my daily habits, lifestyle habits, to start reducing some of these things and see if my numbers stay low. You know, I just remember one thing, my goddaughter, she was seven. She fell off the little monkey ring and broke her arm. She went to the hospital, and they gave her the little shot, and they said, well, we're going to set her arm, set her arm. And my uncle said, I still feel it. I'm I still feel it. I said, okay, give it a few more minutes. And then the doctor, she came back in, and they said, we're going to set her arm now. I said, no, she's still feeling the pain. Well, she shouldn't feel the pain. And, you know, and her mom, she couldn't talk. She was so upset because Maya was just shaking with pain. I said... She's just afraid. I said, if this child says she still feels this arm, she feels this arm. And you're not going to do anything until you get her out of pain. Mm -hmm. We're not going to create more pain yeah. on top of what she had. Mm -hmm. And the doctor said, whatever they gave me, when we gave her this dosage, I said, that's fine. Understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We can pick her up and we can go someplace else. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to you're not going to break her arm mm -hmm. while she's still in pain. Right now. And as soon as they came, I said, "So give whoever you need to get mm -hmm. to give her more medication mm -hmm. to get her out of pain." As soon as they gave her a little more, her whole body relaxed. Mm -hmm. I said, "So it wasn't that." I said, "She's seven, so she ain't had no drugs before." So she don't know right. the difference in what feels good. All she knew was she was still hurting. Right, right. And you shouldn't have to, because um, they, they, by that same time, you shouldn't have to fight that hard to get That's somebody out of hand. The, the lived experience of being black in America is called weathering, right? So our life expectancy, specifically highly educated black people, have um, typically a shorter life expectancy than a lower educated black person because the higher you climb educationally and professionally, um, the more stressful it is being black in America. Um, and so the lived experience of being black in America and the intentional stress that that caused from incidents like this and incidents of constantly having to think about your blackness in relation to whatever it is, in relation to this job, in relation to, you know, these the circles that you're a part of, always having to figure out, do I have to change who I am or shift how I present myself because of my melanin? I'm the only black person in this room. I represent the whole culture. Okay, I can't use any slang. I can't do this. <laughs> right? Yep. We go through that so much and so often. It literally impacts our love. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. It's exhausting. That's why black women have the highest rate of infant mortality and are more likely to lose their life during childbirth. Mm. Right? The more educated they are. So it is. this is not... And this is not our imagination, and this ain't over with. Nope. Like, this is not in the past. Things aren't better now. We're still being used for experiments, and we're still, our voice is still being disregarded in these right. settings, right? So understand, the more educated you are, the more you can possibly even avoid going into those settings in the first place, okay? So let's move on, because I want to get all your questions answered. We got water. We got differences from the plant-based and vegan diet. Our mission is a whole foods plant-based diet, which is essentially the complete 
absence of all processed foods, the absence of all refined sugar. Period. Non-negotiable. The sugar is a problem. I talked about it extensively last month. What is refined sugar? Is, is raw sugar okay? Nope. Turbinado? Nope. Coconut? Nope. What else y'all like? Brown? <laughs> Brown sugar okay? Nope. Day sugar okay? Nope. Okay. So refined sugar is a problem. If it's been extracted from its original source, and I don't care if its original source was a coconut or a turbinado, whatever that is, right? Okay. I want you to understand that if it's been extracted from its original source, isolated and concentrated, and put into this powder, crystallized, whatever, that's refined. It's not in its original molecular structure. So it needs to be in its original molecular structure to be bioavailable to our body and to not cause the addictive properties that sugar does. So when you say that, so what I do with my dates, I soak them. Mm -hmm. And then I put the, the, um, the liquid from the date into them. Mm -hmm. That's kind of still in the same molecular structure? Uh, the liquid from what you, what you soak them in? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But why don't you just chop them and chew the date well, I eat the date still, too, but oh, okay. I soak them just to soften. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, so chewing the flesh is better, right? So you're still getting the fiber from the date, right? So everybody understand, I'm not going to go deep into sugar again today. We did that last time. But the absence of that sugar is critical, not just from a weight standpoint, from a memory, concentration, cognitive abilities, uh, inflammation, immunity, your skin, all that stuff. We have to, so if you're fighting an addiction right now yeah. with sugar, you're a user. Oh, right? you Sugar is a narcotic. It is. That, right? I'm not playing with y'all. When y'all come back here next month, I want to Have it hear. together. You have it together. All right. This is, we don't have time. Have it together. We don't, we don't have time. I don't care about you not, you being fine right now. I don't want to hear, y'all know what you just say. I'm going to do just a little bit. They be like. We all gotta have a bite. Y'all be defending y'all addiction. Y'all be like, y'all be like, I'm just have a bite. Every day in moderation. And then, or maybe they used to be like, balance. Don't try. Anything to defend our addiction. Oh, Lord, help us.
for everything. We do. Celebrate. Celebrate. To mourn. You want a game, you deserve a piece of ice cream. I don't know where that logic is. Right? We we use food as a reward. We use food as a punishment. If you don't finish your homework, if you don't pass the test, you're not going to get We associate food with all these emotions. So we do it to ourselves. We start as young children, and we begin to train our children to associate food with reward, punishment, celebration, mourning, right? And so here we are as adults trying to disconnect the emotion and get back to the physiological and the biological, what we really should be using food for. So that's number one. I want you to start paying attention to how you use food in your household. Understand that? Because we're training people to think, I'm the, oh, Lisa, my, my, I don't have children. My best friend has two children. And she had this big backlash when she said she was going to have cupcakes and ice cream at her kid's birthday party. Why are you punishing those children? It's their birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That we think it's punishment if we don't give them McDonald's and ice cream on their birthday. What are you talking about? Right. What? That doesn't make sense. They can't have it. I can't. They're going to run around and play. I mean, this has nothing to do with weight. <laughs> the most critical, did I say it last month's pop quiz? What's the most critical eating period in our life? What ages makes the biggest impact on our health for the rest of our life? Every day. Five and ten. One to seven. Oh, you heard it in my lecture, you know? Yes. <laughs> what is it? So, one to ages seven. one to seven is the most critical eating period in your life. It will wow. determine whether or not some cancers will manifest in your body 50 and 60 years later. Mm. Do not disregard the importance of eating right, even for a child. Okay. Most important. When your cells and everything is more fragile. You cannot wait till they got a weight problem or right. food addiction or eating disorder to start making change. Don't tell me anything about they don't drink water, they don't like water, they don't like vegetables. We're going to get creative. We'll figure it out. But that's no excuse for you to feed them poison on a regular basis. Starting their school day with sugary juice, cereal with all these colorants in it, toast with jelly on it, and trying to figure out why they can't retain multiplication or sit still in the classroom. Your kid does not need ADD and ADHD medication. They need plants and water. Okay? So same things that go for you here goes for them. We are no longer going to associate food with reward or punishment. Stop it. When you pass this test, I'm going to take you down to the museum. When you pass this mm-hmm. test, we're going to go have an, an experience. Yeah. We'll go to the park and have fun. Mm-hmm. We'll do the associate reward and punishment <laughs> with experiences, okay. but not something that's supposed to be biological be necessary, be necessary for, for us to. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So, yes, ma'am. Just a quick question. So, since we're not going to do the refined sugar, what is our replacement? A plant. <laughs> but what's the, what's sweet? Strawberries, <laughs> mango, apples. So refined sugar out of your diet, number one, your taste buds are going to change. Okay. So you're thinking that I'm going to need this powerful sweetness as much as I need it when I ate the sugar. And that won't happen. Mm-hmm. Anybody ever gave up sugar and tried to reintroduce it and was like, whoa, did they, this has this always yeah. been that sweet? Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Trust me when I say once you get over the hump, your taste buds won't require as potent level of sweetness as it did before. And eating fruit that's in season, because when it's in season, it's going to be ripe, will actually satisfy your sweet tooth, mm-hmm. right? But you don't believe it now because you're used to <laughs> <laughs> right. 100% raw honey, 
For preferably Michigan. Local, yeah, locally sourced. That was coming next. Y'all know. <laughs> so preferably locally sourced raw honey, right? Um, it, it is is a sweeter you can use. 100% pure so maple syrup. My okay. Um, dates if they're whole, not like date sugar, but whole dates. We're eating a fruit. We're not extracting something from the source, even though even if the original source is healthy. Like coconut sugar ain't all of a sudden better than brown sugar. Right. It's, it's isolated and refined. Okay? So, maple syrup and honey. But, also, recognize when you have those triggers for sugar. And let's start associating them and seeing what's happening, right? Is it when it's an emotion? Is it when you're happy? Let's figure out, too, making sure that it's just a biological addiction and not an emotional one. So, because sometimes... Uh, we need therapists. Sometimes there's other things we need to be treated, right? When you get sad, are you mourning the loss of something or someone? Right. Right. And how can we, in a more healthy manner, address that? So I'm not, I'm not under the impression that just stop eating sugar and you'll be fine. You might have an emotional underlier that also needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Because we're all, we're all encompassing here. We're the whole body here. Okay, so I want to start knocking these out before I let you guys go. I'm always going too far and too long. Can I write uh, something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to write something? Oh, yeah, go ahead while I start. Okay, so <coughs> pita bread, is it plant-based? It can be. Um, bread can be. Um, but here's the issue. What's the rule, again, of our labels if we're buying stuff in the package? Yes, so with even bread, even pita bread, the pita bread I buy, I think it's like four or five ingredients. It's whole wheat, uh, flour, it's yeast, it's salt, and water. That's it. That's it. What kind is that? I don't know. <laughs> but um, they, I, I've seen it all the time in Meyer and Kroger. Okay. It's in the um, section that has like the fresh salsa, and it's not in the aisle. Okay. It's like in the produce section. And oh, I know like what you're talking about. It's on the rack. Yeah, yeah. It's like by where you can get like the fresh salsa and the guacamole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not in the rack. <laughs> it's in the same area, the hummus and all that stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I know exactly so, what it is. Um, so that's the pita bread I use, and that is okay. vegan. I would probably plant based with vegan. Okay. okay. Number two, vitamins. We don't have to talk about vitamins because we know now. We know. Okay. We need to eat our vitamins. Okay. So, <laughs> vitamins. Again, only should be taking vitamins if you have a nutri nutritional deficiency that's been identified. Not just you assuming or not just you saying, I know I don't eat right, so I take this vitamin to make up the difference. Right? You right. should not be putting a synthetic man-made pill that's not regulated into your body. Mm. To None of this. All of this. 
50 of the 60 require, they're going to say whatever they need to say to get you to choose them. Right. If it's a high quality vitamin or supplement, it's going to be extracted from a plant anyway. Right. Cut out the middle, man, and eat the plants. That's what Last time we talked briefly about diversity, did we not? We talked about eating, not eating the same vegetables over and over again. <coughs> we talked about the importance of color. We talked about the difference between raw right. and cooked. So that's how you get your multivitamins. Because even if you're eating healthy, most people eat the same things over and over again. Oh, Lord. Somebody name a leafy green other than spinach or kale. Come on. Arugula. Arugula, what else? Asparagus. Swishar, asparagus, what else? Beetroot. Beet beet leaves. Huh? Bok choy. Bok choy, that's a real good one. What else? She said you never heard of it. That's not a good leaf. Those baby cabbages, yeah. Those baby cabbages. Those baby cabbages give you a whole lot of life. What else? I ain't heard micro sprouts. I ain't heard the collard turnip greens. What? Y'all ain't said those. Yeah. So there's way more greens than just spinach. This is true. Yeah. And there's and you have to get all of your vitamins and nutrients from a variety of plants, not just the things that you're used to. Mm-hmm. So so you're here to get outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. All of my clients are required to try one thing every week. We on a coach, I say, what you try to do this week? What you try to do this week? I need to hear it. When the last time you ate a gold beet instead of a red beet? Right? When the last time you tried radish? When was the last time you had the rutabaga or the turnip or the parsnip? That's why you're deficient. Not because you don't necessarily eat healthy, just because you you just stand in your comfort zone. You have all that other stuff in the plant kingdom up. You have your, your onions, your carrots, your celery, your tomatoes, your potatoes, your spinach, and your kale. And that's it. You got all that I need variety, not just the orange carrots. I need the white carrots, the brown, the rainbow carrots, the purple potatoes. You must have had a purple potato. I've never had a purple potato.
That's not true. Okay? So everybody understand vitamins. So you have to about vitamins. Oh, number three, that is protein powder. I mean, supplements. Just like vitamins, supplements are regulated. It's just a whole food plant based diet. You do not need a protein powder. I don't care if it's vegan or if it's green or if it's plant based. The only people that are deficient in protein are the people who are deficient in calories. Right, people in other countries who are literally starving, they're deficient in protein. But you, your caloric daily requirement for protein is only about 15% of your total caloric intake. And we, protein has been pushed to us so much, yeah. right? We say, I'm like, well, and what about the other two macronutrients? What are the three macronutrients? Mm -hmm. Protein and fat. There you go. Protein, carbs, and fat are your three macronutrients. Every time you see a number on the back of a label that says calories, like, oh, this item has 300 calories, those calories are coming from those three micronutrients, protein, carbs, and fat. And that's usually how we base our whole life. Like, well, low carb, high fat. Low protein, high carb. Low, right? You always like mixing up yeah. the, the measurements of your macronutrients. Oh, wow. But ain't nobody talking to me about the micronutrients. What's micronutrients? So if macro is protein, carbs, and fat, what's micronutrients? You hear it? She said all the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's simplify it. So the micronutrients are the things that murder the cancer cells. Right? The micronutrients are the things that we really want to get from the plant. Right? So that's all your magnesium and your zinc and your iron. Vitamin A, B, C, B, K, A, C, all that stuff. Vitamin C, those are all micronutrients. It's the things in the food that don't give it calories, but gives it the vitamins and minerals that you need to thrive. So that's what we're looking for, the micronutrients. The macro, I think they're right about. Okay. 
So the dosage is often too high in vitamins as well. Okay. Yes, 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 sir. Hi. Okay. Hi. Um, if you could just speak a little bit on gout and what is, I've recently been diagnosed with that in the last couple of years. So uh, as I switched up my diet to eating more meat, I found out too. That eating more spinach and other plant based stuff that I started doing sometimes can still bring on uh, my gout. You stop eating, so you have to stop eating everything that causes this acidity and inflammation. Okay. So the, the top two uh, most inflammatory things in our diet are sugar and dairy. So have you just cut back on meat or have you cleaned up? Cut back on a little bit of everything, but it's still, you know, you know, it's a process. I didn't go cold turkey, but I have cut back on a little bit. Every dairy, meat, seafood, everything. Yeah, and then where's your sugar at? And are you drinking sugar? I'm still drinking sugar, but very limited than what I was before. Right, and I don't know where you were before, so I don't know what limited so you were. So I don't get the gout outbreaks like I used to, but it's still like I just had one recently, but I'm not too sure, like this time, what actually triggered it because I didn't. Keep a food log. <laughs> so start logging everything you eat and drink. Okay? And the first place you need to start is with your beverages. That's the easiest place to start. Yep. I need you to give up everything that has sugar added to it. Including the stuff you add. None of those powders, the crystal light and the flavorants, that's a hundred percent synthetic sweeteners. You're actually better off eating raw sugar than that crap. <sighs> V8 is really high in sodium, and, and I don't know which, because you know like the V8 Splash stuff? That's mm -hmm. awesome. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, so um, if it's the original V8, you can have some of that some yeah, of the time. I was drinking more the Splash than one that said. Oh, no, that's juice. No, 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 yeah, you're killing the game. No, you you're talking about you're killing the game. You have to get Straight up. rid of all that. <laughs> okay, so I need you to start chewing your vegetables, not just drinking them. And then I need you to do all water, nothing else. Okay, then we got to look at what you're eating that has sugar in it. Right. Processed foods, how much of your diet is processed, how often are you eating out? We need to so keep a food log. And I even challenge you to keep keep one until the next meeting and bring it and let me see it and we'll talk about it. Okay? All right. So that any questions yes. about the huh? Who's that what? Well that's a great spear. Oh <laughs> no? Okay. All right. I have one more question. Yeah. You know, uh, if since you're not focusing on macronutrients, does that automatically put you in like a weight control? Like if if you're trying to lose weight, but you're not looking at calories, you automatically lose weight if you're just... Quite possibly, as long as you're not eating a bunch of vegan junk food. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. So, I used to be 65 pounds heavier than what I am now. I used to be 190 pounds. And um, I was a calorie counter, all about what, how many... So, those lean cuisine meals and all that stuff that are supposed to be good for weight management were great for weight management, but not for longevity of life, right? Not for making sure you get everything you need to thrive. So, yes, you can, your body will reach its ideal weight if your diet is truly plant-based, right? Because you can take a bite of raw potato out of produce section, but go home and fry it or slather a bunch of butter on it, right? right. So, I want the meal to be plant-based through to the end <laughs> from, from preparation to consumption, okay? So, that's the goal. But yes, weight will come off quite easily, guys. Trust me when I tell you. I know you're probably like, I've been struggling this. I've been yo-yoing. I promise you, the weight comes off. Now, there's a couple things. Real quick. Who remembers what I said matters before what you eat and how you move? Because there's some things that play a role in your health that have nothing to do with food or exercise. 
And those things got to be in, in line as well. The number one indicator of longevity and a long life is intimate connections, social connections, your relationships. So you can eat every plant I tell you. You can come and we can we can squat it out all day. I got you. But if you're in a toxic relationship, mm. whether it be with your spouse, with your children, with your job, with your finances, whoever you're in that relationship with that's causing you stress, it's nothing I can do. Because those cortisol levels have to come back down. Because when you're chronically stressed, stress isn't a bad thing. It's when it's chronic that makes it a bad thing. We need acute stress. Just like we need acute inflammation. Right? All the things that we demonize are not bad things. They're just not meant to be chronic. So when you're chronically stressed, your cortisol levels are chronically elevated. It shuts down and impairs, handicaps every other system in your body. Your lymphatic system, your endocrine system, your immune system. So when that cortisol level is too high, we can't, we can't work with anything else because you have to be, you have to come back down to a safe environment. When you're chronically stressed, it's because your body thinks you're in danger. Mm. So we have to bring those levels down. So you have to work on your relationships and your experiences. I'm the head of the plant-based nutrition support group for Detroit, and so we have a meeting uh, every fourth Wednesday. And I was just telling them at our meeting in January that what you're doing right now, literally the fact that you came out, put a coat on, came in a coat, drove here, thank y'all for that, I love it, mm -hmm. and you decided to sit amongst your peers, learn, laugh, try some new food, you're extending your life by doing that right now. Connecting with humans again. Right. Everything is moving towards pulling us out of society. Yeah. Workout apps. Just do it from home. You know, I saw this one called Mirror. I just saw an advertising for this yeah. workout app oh, called yeah. Mirror. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, don't get excited. So, <laughs> advertisement for Mirror, the way they push it to people, they actually say, avoid that busy parking lot and not and having to find a parking spot. Avoid getting on a wait list for workout classes. Now you can do it right in your living room with your trainer, right on your phone. Right? Now they say, we'll just we'll go grocery shopping for you and deliver it to your door. Right. Right? We'll, we'll, we'll go, you know, pick up all your food from takeout place and bring it right to your door. I have a couple clients now who are super excited because their job is not letting them work from home three days a week. That's cool from a gas standpoint of blah, blah. But we're, we're being removed from society even more. We're making everything right. quite convenient to do from our couch. And what that does is it impairs our social connections with other right. humans. When I created the Black Health Academy, I said, okay, this is going to be an online platform, but we have to have a community component. So my mission is literally to take this class across these United States. I want to do these nutrition classes everywhere. I want people to be excited saying the Black Health Academy is coming to NYC. That's what I want. I want people back physically together. Because when we laugh together, when we talk, when we swap stories, when we share our wins and our losses and our challenges, this lets us know, number one, we're not alone. This lowers our cortisol. Because y'all know y'all make up stories in y'all head and then operate <laughs> off the narratives you make up in your head. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We make up narratives. And then we literally live our life based on the narratives we made up. We ain't share nothing with nobody. Read it as an expert. We Googled it. We like, this is what it is. This is why my life is so horrible. This is why I can never lose this weight. Oh, blood pressure runs in my family. I'm going to have it for the rest of my life. It don't make sense to do anything about it. Then you come here. Mm. And I tell you, that's BS. I tell you, 
that the genetics load the gun, but the diet and lifestyle pulls the trigger. Right? So you may be predisposed, but that's not your fate. But you made up that story. And so you say, they don't point at me eating right. My mom and my dad had high blood pressure. Everybody died from a heart attack. It's genetically. And I say, sit down for two hours and let me tell you something. Right? So coming back into the community, your social connections, you make a friend, you get around people, your coworkers, your sisters, who are trying to adopt the same core values that you're trying to adopt, and that's how we do this thing. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. So before we even get to your plate, I need you to address your relationships. That's a long way to say that. I want to say one thing. Pico, yes. Is that when you um, get rid of that sugar, I call it fog burn. Mm -hmm. So when you come out the fog, then you have a better sense of what you need for yourself mm -hmm. and for the people around you. So you treat them differently because you can see better, you can hear better, you can understand better. And then you don't have all of that negativity so around I'll be high you. Okay. And you want to full goodness and positivity for Frequency. That's what she's talking about. Mm. Vibrate on a higher frequency. Mm. Most humans are very low frequency. Ugh. <laughs> right? Most people are really low frequency. Right? And, I, and you, you, you ever been around somebody like a best friend or something, or even your spouse, and then y'all like, you know exactly what I'm thinking, or you get what I'm about to say, or I had that same idea, y'all on the same frequency. You vibrate higher when your body is not full of mucus. When you get some mucus out of your body and your brain, you literally have a higher frequency. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah. Again, you don't know how good you can feel until you know how good you can feel. So we don't, you're bigger than the addiction. You're bigger than what you've been taught. We're going to unlearn and relearn. Period. Yeah. The power is in your hand. This is not the <laughs> Real quick, let me go to these last three. Uh, people, that's a condition where people um, have an affinity to eat things that aren't food. Okay? So I did talk about earlier. Some people eat chalk, some people eat drywall, some clients that they have a student that eat toilet paper every day. Yeah, right? And so oftentimes, people can stem from a couple things. And it can stem from, stem from trauma. Emotional trauma, like a coping mechanism, yeah. but it can also stem from nutritional deficiencies. Yeah. Depending on what they're eating, it's a nutritional deficiency. Mm -hmm. Some people eat metal and stuff like that. My mom said that in the South, they used to eat a lot of red clay. Red clay, I've heard that. I thought it was supposed to be good for you. That's what I thought the words that's what I knew. The Mississippi they told us that, so I just said, I don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. But that's what Pico is. But how to reverse it depends on the reason they're eating it. I don't know if it's trauma or if it's a nutritional deficiency. So that requires some deeper testing to make sure their levels are good with their vitamins and minerals. We need about 102 vitamins and minerals to thrive. Okay. And our body doesn't require everything every day. Because somebody, I think Dion was asking, um, how do I make sure I get everything every day? Like, for example, um, one of the challenges with being a vegan is B12, vitamin B12, which is like the uh, small bugs and microbes that live in the soil. Um, but your body stores B12. So even after I went vegan, I didn't even start looking into B12 until a year, year and a half later. So you don't need everything every day. Does that make sense? Okay. So don't get obsessed with, oh my God, did I get this, did I get that? Just eat right and diversify. And you're good. Okay. How do you deal with the withdrawals? 
because I've at different times have tried to, this one, you know, I've looked into raw food, you know, raw food is everything. But I always deal with the with the withdrawals of what how your body feels by eliminating certain things. How do you? It depends on what the withdrawal is, because if it's a withdrawal I mean, from something that's addictive, then you got to deal with it. Headaches, mood swings, lethargy, the drop in energy levels. Yeah, yeah. So it depends on what. Yeah, yeah. I can't say it's the same across the board. But something because withdrawals from a dairy. Like when I went vegan, for example, I took animal products and I broke out all over my skin. I was a dermatologist. I thought I was allergic to my clothes and stuff. And it was just the toxins coming out of my body. So I just had to tough it out. Yeah, yeah. So it depends on what it is. Okay. Travel tips in reference to like eating quick. So like. The best three to eat. Mm -hmm. And so I was just wondering because the hips 
have the uh, active ingredient. Right, right, right. Right, right. But um, hemp is phenomenal. That's a protein that you can put in your smoothies that's, that's whole and real. So all of those are phenomenal for you, um, especially for your omega-3s um, and, and protein. So I use them all the time. Your, um, with the flax seeds, uh, ground can be better than the whole seeds. Yeah, that's, well, no, I don't know. Are they whole or is it like powder? Oh, yes. Okay, that's fine. Um, so those are all really powerful, and you should actually be eating seeds every single day. Um, I would sprinkle them on the salad, put them in the smoothie, throw them in a bowl of soup or something, because they don't change the taste. They're not powerful. So I really went on this journey for my son, who's autistic, so trying to work and change some of the things he was eating. And so I wanted to give him one of those seeds, but then it was also talking about the We'll try it in small micro doses and see. And make sure he's drinking his daily water, all his water. Yeah, and see, um, so make sure he's regular, his bowels are moving regularly, and then when you start instituting things, see how that changes or whatever. Um, but make sure that diet is 100% unprocessed. Okay. You're a parent. You're a parent. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 um, you don't bad, you can't have it. Dairy -free yogurt, okay? So you can still have yogurt. Again, we don't have to snatch out a whole food, but we need to consume it. Well, you know how autistic kids can be. You know. He knows the cup. He knows what it looks like. So I tried to bring in some different ones. Keep all of
I've heard the same thing. I haven't tried it. I don't use it. But I've heard it's supposed to be good for you, but I don't know. Do you know anything about bee pollen? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I have to do some research on um, You said last time that you were going to touch on exercise and weights. Did you say lifting weights? Yes. Okay. okay. So I don't know if you have time, but. Yeah, I, I can do a five minute spill on exercise and weights. Any other questions before we do that about nutrition? Uh, just two quick questions. Uh, how long have you been doing plant based? Uh, about four years. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, does organic or not matter if you really, if you just wash it really good, if it's not organic? Uh, okay, so, the things about my organic are things I need to skin on. Skin on. Right? So, like my potatoes, all my berries, all organic, right? Uh, tomatoes, organic. Uh, the things that have thick skin, I don't buy organic. A banana, an avocado, a melon, not organic. Okay. Now, the things that, now everything I soak, even things I'm going to peel, like my lemons, I don't buy them organic necessarily, but I still soak it. One part vinegar, two part water. White vinegar, not apple cider. So, one part <laughs> vinegar, two part water. Yeah, and everything it helps to get that extra layer of film on. Um, so, that's my rule. And then, um, when people say organic is expensive, eat what's in season. Right? So, right now, we shouldn't be consuming berries. Right, it's not in season. It's not in season. Have straw, get strawberries and blueberries and all that stuff right now. It's not in season. It's more expensive, which means organic is going to be more expensive. So you want to eat in season and then try to keep the things organic that you're going to eat and skin on. Okay. All right. What do you think about black seed oil? I think it's fine. Um, I took it before. I didn't know it's a major change, but also I'm already pretty healthy, so it probably take a lot for me to significant difference. I'm that anti-black seed oil. Um, it's supposed to be, you know, really have really great healing properties, um, and it's something that um, comes, you know, organic from the plant. So I don't, I don't consider it a supplement. Okay. I consider it more like a herb. So, okay. Okay. One more before I do exercise. You said no tea, no coffee. No, I didn't say no tea or no coffee. I said no tea or no coffee before you do your water first thing in the morning. <laughs> However. No tea or no coffee would added sugar dairy. So I have my tea and my water and my lemon, maybe a little fresh ginger, but no sugar, right? With the with the coffee, coffee can be highly antioxidant, but you're putting dairy and sugar in it. And, and, and coffee and tea, caffeine, not coffee and tea necessarily, but caffeine is a diuretic. It dehydrates you. Yeah. So if you have a coffee or tea habit, I got a tea habit, I'm a tea junkie, but if I'm if I'm drinking this tea all the time, this coffee all the time, and then I'm also not meeting my daily water requirements, you see how you can be even more dehydrated. Coffee, caffeine extracts moisture out of your body two to one. So if you drink eight ounces of coffee, it extracts sixteen ounces of water out of your body. Mm. So imagine drinking all that coffee, that tea, or that caffeine, even if the caffeine is in a soda or something, and then you're not getting your water. You're extremely dehydrated. And then you're consuming all this refined sugar, and refined sugar or sugar extracts the moisture from a cell. That's how it's used as a, as a preservative in processed foods because it kills the cell while extracting moisture from it. So it does the exact same thing for your, for your cells. It extracts moisture out of your body. So that's a problem. So all the sugar, all the caffeine, and the tea, and then no water, you're just chronically dehydrated. Okay, so exercise really quickly. So I'm a certified personal trainer, and a lot of people believe that uh, all you gotta do is eat right. They tell us it's 80% diet, right? Listen, there are some things that exercise does that food can never do. Never. You are not gonna get out of this exercise thing. You have to move. 
You have to. Now, what should that look like? Not just cardio. I understand you might be intimidated by weight, but you can't just do cardio. You have to lift weights. Now, the weight doesn't have to be external. It can be your body weight. But you cannot just walk on a treadmill, walk around the corner with your friend. And then y'all been doing that for two years at this job. Listen, you have to. She's talking about us. If you decided, I don't need no coach. I know how to do this. I've been exercising since I was a young woman. snap. Okay. So if you're going to coach yourself, I need you to coach yourself like a coach would. If you was working with me, you wouldn't be still on that treadmill at a 3.02 years later. So that means you should be jogging by now. You should be running by now. You should be jumping right now. Now, we're going to talk later about mushroom deficiencies, knee problems, back problems, blah, blah, blah. I get that. But what I'm saying is you have to go up on the intensity. Okay. Also, don't tell me that you stand or walk all day at work. Mm. That's not exercise. <laughs> I'm talking about intentional exercise. I got a job. I'm standing all day. That's enough, right? Or don't let yourself off the hook for the rest of the day once you've exercised. Girl, find a closest parking spot. I worked out this morning. I'm done. Y'all ready to do Right? No, I did my workout this morning for 30 minutes or an hour, so I'm done for the day. No, you're not. No, you're not. You have to get, there's a difference between exercise and movement. Exercise, what you did for that hour. We need more movement throughout the rest of the day, okay? And if you got a job where you're standing and walking all day, one last time you walk sideways to see that next patient. You're not using all the planes of motion. You're only staying in one sagittal plane of motion. So if you're not going laterally, sideways, you're not working your hips, you're not stretching your set, you're not doing any core work, your posture probably messed up, you need to exercise. And if you're not well versed in exercise, you have to put your money where your struggle is. <laughs> Stop thinking yes. everything is DIY. Because <laughs> <laughs> some people be sending my lectures, y'all like, I knew that already. They come up to me, I knew everything you said today. I knew, why are you here? <laughs> Probably because you're not doing it. Right? So you might not necessarily be hiring a coach for the knowledge, is what I'm saying. You might be hiring a coach for the push, for the accountability to right. show up, okay? So there's values in coaches. Last time I talked about having your own personal board of directors. You got your hairstylist, they on your, you got your nail tech. Right. Where's your health coach? Where's your financial coach? Where's your confidant that you get all that stress out and pour into? You need a personal board of directors, so make sure you have an expert in your life that's pushing you in those areas where you haven't been able to do it yourself. You have to exercise. So if you're not going to use external weight yet, you're not ready for external weight, you're going to use your body weight. So body weight strength training are your push-ups, your lunges, your squats, right? Even something as simple as this. That's, that's weight training. Does that okay. make sense? Gotcha. Okay. When, once, can your arms go overhead? All right. Okay. What's your range of motion like? Mm -hmm. You should be able to do all of that. Because this is survival. This is not just what your weight on the scale looks like. Because some of y'all are already small, and y'all say that too. I mean, just eat right. I, I, was on, I was on track last summer, getting in, hitting my sprint. Because I don't do steady state cardio because it breaks down your muscle. So I do a sprint or something. He came up to me like, why are you here? I said, you know, you're already small. Why are you here? <laughs> what did you say it? Really? If something happens to you, you're not 
happened in your house right now? A fire broke out. You have a child or an elderly parent or somebody. Can you get to them? I'm not joking. Can a glass fall from the cover and you twist and catch it without breaking your hip? Right. Okay. Right. This is just functional at this point, guys. Right. Right. My hairstylist said to me one time, "Please, my knees been bothering me." She said, "My coat, my car sits so low to the ground. My my knees been bothering me. I'm thinking about getting a truck." <laughs> I said, so you gonna do nothing about your knees? You just gonna get a taller car. We make life fit our dysfunction, don't we? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna just do it differently. I'm like, yo, knee, you got to exercise and work. Let's address the inflammation in your joints, not get a whole. You like, I'm about to go get in debt so I don't have to exercise. <laughs> do you see the breakdown? You got to do the work. You gotta do the work. So food is not gonna give you agility, it's not gonna give you coordination, it's not gonna give you balance, it's not gonna give you flexibility. You have to move. Period. We can't get out of it. One day I'm surprised, I'm like, how are we doing the trick? The chair's gonna be out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna trick y'all to the squat. Because if you're awful, if you don't have good form, and you're not educated on what good form looks like, y'all right. y'all squats like this. Right. That's not. That's all your knees gonna be messed up. So make sure, even if you don't invest in a coach long term, you get one for a few sessions to make sure you're doing everything correctly. Form is just as important as doing it in the first place. Okay. All right. Any final questions? Yes, ma'am. How often do you have to work out? Okay. <laughs> like, first of all, everyone got it. Go work out. And second of all, you like, okay, give me a quarter of a minute. <laughs> Break this down. So ideally, I want four days a week. <laughs> she like, I hear you, though, sis. Minimum of four, 30 minutes each time. Okay, and that can be done from home. I mean, we gotta work on our social connections. I prefer you go get into a community that's working out and, and make some friends. But that can be done from home. That can be done at a class. And people say, Lisa, what's the best exercise? Is it, is it Zumba? Is it yoga? Is it kickboxing? What's the best exercise? I said, the one you'll do. Right. <laughs> that's the formula. Don't overcomplicate this. Now, just like your plate, your exercise should be diverse. Be diverse, right? You can't just survive off only yoga just because you love it. I, when, I got some yoga people. They come in, can't do a push-up, can't do a uh, pull-up. Because different things work different things. Or my kickboxing people, they can jump with you for an hour, but they sure can't do a squat, right? So your, your heart and lungs are strong now, but your diversity. You see what I'm saying? Same thing with your plate. Don't get in your comfort zone and do just what you love. You got to explore some different things so we can maximize the benefits on all those things. There was one more question. No, I was just going to invite sis to um, come walk, run, walk, jog with BGR, Black Girls Run. Oh, yeah. yeah.
walk, jog, walk. That's why we say it. Now you only walking. You are track. Yeah. Yeah. So girl track T-R-E-K. Yeah. yeah. So here's a great place to start. Show up with people that's already doing this so you feel like a loser if you don't, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we don't. We're it's a community, and that's yeah. why we're here. Because one person said, let's, yeah. let's do this. Mm-hmm. We hook up with the rest of the girls. Yeah, we're like, okay, let's come on, y'all, but let's do this. So that's the power. Yeah. That's what's up. I'm going to pass them. They'll go do their 10 miles and they'll come back they'll to you. They'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. running left behind. That's I'm it. Like, <laughs> I love that. There you go. Okay, so I went to your Wednesday class and I came for this one because it said that it would have a um, a nutrition class. Yes. Um, is there a difference between this class and the Wednesday? Oh, well, this one is a little more. <laughs> you saw it. You saw it. You saw the audience. So that's 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 this one. And this one I usually try. I have more time to go more in depth about things. Um, PPNSG is plant based, no oil. Also, right? You you peep that. Um, but other than that, I always change up the topics though, right? So the content you always going to get a little different variety depending on what's what. Um, but yes. Stay at the end, we'll talk about a consultation. No problem. Okay. All right. So, same with um, everybody who, you know, enrolls in the Black Health Academy. Um, I, you're eligible for a free consultation with me to go over your nutrition, talk about your personal one-on-one things if you want to go over. Um, slap your name on a board for me or some contact information, and I'll jot it down and get in touch. Or grab one of my cards and just call, because you can schedule right from my website. So, the consultation is 100% free. If you are Not exact. You have you ever actually been inside the academy? No, because I met you at PPNSG. Right. So this was my first time. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, go to the blackhealthacademy.com and click enroll. And then you will have access. I have master classes in there, exercise, workouts, plant-based nutrition, and mental health. We have four schools inside the academy. So the master school is where we teach um, chronic disease prevention and reversal. So tell them about the one you just listened to inside the academy. Um, it was uh, about fibroids, and uh, it was uh, Lisa and another young lady. I can't remember her name, and they talked about, and she was talking about um, the issue she had with fibroids and how the doctor wanted her to get uh, a hysterectomy and how she refused to do it, um, even though she wasn't planning on having kids anymore, but just because of the other things that it did to her body mm-hmm. and they talked about that and they also and it talked about a lot of the same things that we're talking about today yes but the most for the most part it was this lady who didn't get the hysterectomy and talking about alternatives and things that you need to ask before you have a doctor decide for you yes. what things they're going to do so what i do at the black health academy if i'm not an expert in the subject I bring in a black subject matter expert. We only have one person that wasn't black so far. Black subject matter expert, and I interview them. Mm-hmm. So for January, our master class was on fibroids, because we know women, black women, disproportionately are mm-hmm. impacted by fibroids. And yes. it's estimated that 80% of black women will have fibroids, uterine fibroids, right? Mm. By the age of 50. So I sat down with Dr. Andrea Rogers, who was a local black naturopathic doctor, and mm-hmm. we did an entire master class. It was over an hour, I think, yeah. mm-hmm. on fibroids. And that's inside the academy for free. 
right? So I have other master classes in there on chronic uh, kidney disease, type 2 diabetes, obesity. Most of them are just audio. You can listen while you're driving, mm -hmm. right? Dr. Andre, which is audio. Yep. And then I have her contact information. So this is what we do at the academy, right? So the master school has those master classes. Then I have Plank U, which are workouts, right? They're right there, no equipment required. Then I have Plant You, which is Whole Foods Plant-Based Nutrition. My chef, Chef Brandy, she's out of New York. She records the video. She goes through uh, different recipes. This month, she went over batch cooking for plant-based, like how to batch cook. So you can have meals for several days on a plant-based. Um, and then I have Sci-Fi, which stands for Psychological Fitness. And I teach master classes on how to do the mental part and the emotional trauma part, right? So four schools inside the academy. And then you have perks, like the extra discount on her recipe book, a discount on the Naturalista um, Expo in March. There's another event that I'm speaking at this year called Be Well Black um, Woman. And it's a three-city tour. It's going to be in Detroit, Grand Rapids, and Kalamazoo. I'm speaking at all three locations. And I got her to give us... A discount on tickets for that. Mm -hmm. So if you're inside the academy, I make sure you get perks for things like that. And then the black tier membership, the reason that has a cost to it is if you are a subject matter expert in something, then I want you to teach inside the academy. So you get that benefit of doing that by being a black tier member. You also get a personal um, monthly coaching session one-on-one -on -one as a black tier member as well. But And you also are able to sell products and services as a black tier member. So if you have a book, if you have products, body products that you sell, there's an application process and an interview process. We don't take everybody. You have to prove that you're a real business, right? And it has to be, what you sell has to be in line with what we teach at the Black Health Academy. And then we can post your products and services in the marketplace and we sell them. So that's available to Black Tier members too. So platinum is free, Black Tier is $39 a month. Both quite affordable if you ask me based on the value that you're getting. So please get enrolled in the blackhealthacademy.com today and make sure that you're getting access to this content outside of this class, right? Because that is where people, if you have family members who are in other states and stuff, you can say, I go to this bomb nutrition class, get inside the academy because my lecture from last month I recorded, remember? Yes. And I uploaded into the academy. If you weren't here in January and you keep hearing me mention all the stuff we talked about before, you can just go listen to it right now. It's available. So I'm I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to give it to y'all the best way I can. All right. So that's why this should not be shelf help. It needs to be self help. Self -help. What literally ignites my fire is when you come back in here and say, I did this thing that I learned here. Mm -hmm. That gives me so much joy. And that's what keeps me going. <laughs> Alright, any final questions? Thank you so much for listening. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't record this one. Because I wanted to play that clip, I didn't know how it was going to disrupt everything. So I didn't, I didn't record this one. Yes, but I recorded a lot of my lectures. Like I do the, um, I speak at a lot of places and I record them and I upload them in the, to the academy. So there's many more lectures you can hear. So, um, what do you do like when you go or if you go to family dinners and barbecues and that all it is is meat, dairy, like our normal food? That yeah. Do you bring your own food? Yes. So and, and then number one, this is a this is an entire module in my course farm to table. It's called uh, your plant based social life. Mm -hmm. Number one. Have the conversation ahead of time. With the people. Right? Don't show up with the expectation that's going to be something there for you. Right. Right? And you're outnumbered. Why should there be any there for you? You're the only one here eating this. You know? <laughs> so be kind about it. Let Have the conversation with the host ahead of time and see what accommodations can be made. You can make suggestions for meals that 
they can offer. Or you might say, can I bring a couple things and throw on the grill, you know, before or after the meat or put my stuff on foil or something like that. Um, and yes, you can bring your own food. I suggest bringing a dish that everybody can try, right? But yes, or bring your own. But don't be, you know, snooty about it. Just understand that you're trying to make this journey. And when you are consistent with this lifestyle, the world accommodates. This is true. Right? Who was here last month? My mom was here. And I was telling that when now when I go to her house for Thanksgiving or Christmas or something, she instantly be like, Lise, your stuff over there. <laughs> it's not even a conversation. Right. So when you, everybody just knows, oh, she don't eat that. Just make her some such and such. Right. Get her eggplant. Get her whatever. Let me make her some quinoa, whatever. She knows. And she knows I'm going to bring my own macaroni and cheese because I'm not making it with dairy, right? So the world accommodates when you're consistent. And you have to be careful, too, when people do say they accommodate you. Because you'll go and they'll make, they'll make this, like my cousin make these wonderful vegetables. And then in the end, in the bottom of the pan, you see the butter floating. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. she, you know, she didn't put any um, animal fat in it. But they don't know that dairy. Right. A lot of people will make yeah. vegetarian meals, yeah. but they'll still put yeah. like, yeah. this yeah. cheese in a salad. Just and it's all this. easier to take your own and take stuff to share. Because mm -hmm. then you get people now that go, how do you cook that? And she's right. They will make certain dishes now for you, like my family will do things like that. Yeah, but have the conversation because they also are quickly going to want to know why you're doing it and what benefits are to it. You have some, so a lot of people are curious for the information. So I like to say in my course, don't be an evangelist, but if they unlock the door, Okay, all right. So I'm sorry you went over. Thank you so much for coming out today, guys. I hope to see you back here in March with a friend. All right. I don't teach food workout classes, I only do one on one personal training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do high intensity interval training with my clients one on one. I just don't teach the entire class. Oh.